The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Moretzi. I'm on the grid, and so is my main man, the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're also on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. We pick up the pieces following a National Football League virtual draft. Who won? Who lost? Uh, We've already got uh, odds up uh, for the Offensive Rookie of the Year, the Defensive Rookie of the Year. The props have been posted. Let's roll. How you doing, Cam? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. Just hanging in there. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it was a pretty crazy draft, but I'm with you going through all these stories and draft grades. I know the thing is these guys have to do it because their bosses tell them to do it, but talk to me in a few years too. And a lot of teams draft for need and they also do things differently. So I don't pay attention to these draft grades. You know, I know who I like and I know who I think did well and I'll keep it to that. And you have your own opinions as well. Well, you know, that's all they are right now. And it's a good point that you raised, Cam, their opinions. And I talk about this all the time, whatever trades happen as well, you know, oh, this team got ripped off this team. It's like, I don't know. How do you know? Yeah. You, you don't know, know what I mean? You got to wait, wait a year, wait two years and you'll find out who actually won the trade down, uh, down the, uh, down the road. And it's very similar with draft picks. What? Because Pete Prisco gives a team a C. It means they had a bad draft. <laughs> you know, the, the, the coaches don't know. The players don't know. The general managers don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, look, that Chicago Bulls uh, documentary is going on. And uh, David Falk, who is uh, Michael Jordan's agent, he said, I didn't know he was going to be this good. Right. <laughs> and the Chicago Bulls didn't know. They were yeah. like, yeah, he's a good player. He'll, he, he's not going to be a bust. He'll be a star <laughs> in the NBA. They, they didn't know. Right. Yeah. Like they found out after basically <laughs> like that. Wow. Yeah, well, what's the greatest player like- ever. Portland's so stupid. They drafted Sam Bowie. Well, well, yeah, when you look at the guy, he was prototypical, right player, right time. We didn't know. Ryan Leaf was supposed to be a can't-miss prospect. Sorry, hey, things the happened. the Chicago Bulls admitted if they had the first pick, they would have taken Akeem Olajuwon. Exactly. Everyone would have. I agree 100%. Like, That's like even thing. after, they said, yep. yeah, yeah, if we had the first pick. They did say we wouldn't have taken Sam Bowie. But yeah. they said, yeah, we would have. And Sam Bowie, hey, listen, at the time, at the time, he was almost the right pick, right? Yes. I mean, it turned out Akeem Olajuwon turned out to be one of the greatest centers of all time. And Michael Jordan turned out to be the greatest player of all time. Sam Bowie didn't. Uh, but, you know, our whole point is if 
if Bill Belichick knew how great Tom Brady was going to be, he wouldn't have waited to the sixth round to take him. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you know it's like, it's, we don't know. Like, you don't know. Uh, but we can talk about who we like. We can say, all right, you know what? This team looks like they got stronger. Uh, we can break it all down. So uh, Mike Blewett will join us uh, a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk about the National Football League draft. We'll get uh, Blewett's take on this. But first things first, Kev. Uh, so the virtual draft, there was a lot of uh, talk and trepidation coming into this thing about is it going to work? Is there going to be problems? And it went off without a hitch. There were absolutely no problems at all. There was no draft uh, issues. Um, no team had any, like, meltdowns, Wi-Fi issues. Yeah. And we we kidded about Roger Goodell. And I said, you know, Roger, you're so robotic all the time. And he doesn't come across as very human. I said, with the booing thing, it'd be fun if you get someone in your family to boo you. He got the fans to boo him on the screen. And, you know, I thought it was cool. You saw another side of Roger Goodell. Not in the suit, not all uptight, in his basement. Looked like Kevin Walsh's uh, basement, actually. <laughs> I love Kevin Walsh's yeah. basement. Every time it's I like go... Archie Bunker's bar, right? Oh, it really reminds me of Archie Bunker's place. Literally, every time I see Walsh now, Gabe, I'm like, can I come to your basement and get drunk? Like That looks yeah. like the perfect... It's his father's. Get, yes. He goes, yeah, he goes, ah, oh, my father made this. I'm like, I, I love your father. father. I'm like, I haven't even met the guy yet. He oh, says yeah, his father's the man. Like, uh, old boxing posters up. Yeah. No, and, he's... And, and Walsh even said, yeah, you guys can't see. There's a bar here with, like, taps and everything. He told me. I got real jealous. I started foaming at the mouth when he told me. Game during draft time. I wish I teleported over there. But you're absolutely right about Goodell, too. He loosened up. And the thing that I liked about it, too, you know, he's in his easy chair. It's kind of like, hey, maybe yeah, we'll he's eating eat M&Ms. He goes, I got my bowl of M&Ms here, guys. He's eating M&Ms, you know. M&Ms, chill out. You know, have a cognac or two with the, with, with the commission. Oh, he did. He did. He didn't show. There was a, dude, you and I know, there was a few parts. I'm like, yeah, he's a little tipsy right now. He's not drunk, but you can tell. I think, Cam, he didn't plan on it. It was Friday night. He got through round one, no problem. He was crushing the M&Ms. He was excited. He was cool. Dude, midway through Friday night, bro, he was nearly falling asleep. He was yeah. in his chair. He's leaning back. He's stumbling. <laughs> he's like, in the 1999... And then he said, I'm not making fun of him because, hey, I screw up. We all screw up. He's like, in the 1999 NFL, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and the good dude. Then he's like, uh, sorry, Las Vegas, you lost the draft. You get the 2020 draft. This is the 2020 draft, bro. <laughs> They're like, do you mean next year? And it turns out, no, it was two years. Yeah, I know. Like, 20 Dell was stumbling and bubbling, but it made it human. It made I, him human, right? Like, I agree 100%. Kind of like our draft, Gabe, you know? We were there the whole time. We're waiting, and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to start drinking now. Like, they come to my pick every couple rounds, so. Oh, I, I, I wish I would have. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I had a couple beers. I see Sussman drinking. I'm like, if he's drinking, I'm drinking. But me anyway. Too. I see I see the people in the boxes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm the product. this guy's having a beer. He's drinking beer all night. I'm thinking, me what? too. I'm all official. I'm sitting here with my suit on. I'm like. Jets pick coming up. They don't even go to me. They blaze right past me. I'm like, I'm like, all right, I don't even know. Now it's like, man, I really should have drank. I saw Sussman with the beer and I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, because I was getting mad. So I was like, man, oh, yeah. plus, I'm, plus I'm losing all my bets. Yeah. Like, God, like I, I couldn't, that was my worst draft bet ever, bro. I've never done as bad at a draft as I did. Yeah. Thanks. Hot Rod Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship. Good job, Belichick. You draft some like militia group guy. From Rhode Island. Ken, he wasn't even on the board. Yeah, and then and then Bass, the old fish, the, ba the Bass man. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, Gabe, but uh, hey. And then Jalen Hurts gets drafted 
by the Philadelphia Eagles. And at that point, Cam, I just wanted to throw up. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, I, I really, you know, I like Jalen Hurts. And we both like him. But for him to be drafted that early, um, there's still a lot of work. This kid's a project to me. I know Carson Wentz gets uh, beat up and beat down. And a lot of the time, you know, this guy looks like he has major injuries. But you could have waited and got, got him a lot later. I think it was a reach by Philadelphia. Same as Rieger. Like, I like him at TCU. He's a, he's a return guy, too. He's got sneaky speed. But I think Philadelphia, like, I don't like to give up draft raids, as we said. But when I look at their draft, there was a lot of reaching. Uh, them and Green Bay, to me, probably had uh, the worst drafts in the National Football League, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll definitely yeah. get to the um, the baffling moves. And it's nothing against the players no. uh, that the Eagles took. And I don't really have a problem with Rieger going where he did. Yeah. All these wide receivers are pretty much the same. Look. He, he went a little higher, although there was a lot of first-round hype about him. Yep. Uh, and Denzel Mims ends up plummeting, right? And we, you and I both thought that Denzel Mims uh, was a little um, over-ranked, over, uh, so to speak. I'm not going to say over-hype. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I give all these kids the benefit of the doubt. But it's ironic because I sat off in leading into the draft. Mel Kuyper knows everything about all these guys, but he doesn't know where they're going. Well, evidently, he does. <laughs> and I turned out to be Mel Kuyper because, dude, we did a great job breaking down the draft. And a lot of things we said happened. It's funny. Remember I said, I think Jacksonville will take Shaisan. They did. But with the 20th pick, not the ninth pick. Right? So I was sort of, I was right, but I was wrong. But for betting purposes, I got my teeth, my, uh, I got my teeth kicked in here, bro. Like big time. Yeah. Like, I nearly no. just dropped an F-bomb, match. I got to remember. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, I'm going to watch my language here. But yeah, I got effing murdered with my draft props, bro. I'm glad, I'll tell you, I'm glad that I loaded up on Herbert going three and Tua going uh, going second because those were huge plays. But yeah, and who's to say? You said it. There was a lot of right with the wrong. And they, I, it's a domino effect, Gabe. We talk about, like, for all these things to happen, if one thing doesn't go right, and the bottom line for you was you thought teams were going to move up for Tua. And that you know what? They thought about it. They almost did. but They didn't have hey, to. Miami got their guy. Exactly. Miami gets their guy at five. I really like what they're doing. I think this team's moving in the right direction in many areas. And uh, yeah, other than when Tua went to Miami, we're like, uh-oh, because if somebody moved up to get him, that would have been very interesting after that. And then Okuda going three. It that was, was like, so predictable. It, no, like, that was the on. problem. That's why I was getting mad. It was almost like watching like Monday Night Raw, like wrestling. And it's yeah. like, man, this is boring. I know. Oh, this guy's going to win now. Oh, he's going to come back now. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was like watching a Law and Order where it was like the first guy. You know what I mean? The first suspect. It was so predictable, the draft. It was annoying me. And listen, credit to the mock guys. They actually got it right. And it's funny because I remember, I think it was Ian Rappaport who tweeted, he said, uh, spoke to a couple of NFL GMs, and they said, you guys are way off with your mocks this year. Well, they weren't. No. And they was like, bang on. There was nothing, nothing surprising. Nobody really did anything crazy. Um, as far as the draft is concerned. But as far as Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I bet on Oklahoma a lot. I like Jalen Hurts at Alabama a lot. I've defended Jalen Hurts over the years. And I even told people years ago, this kid can throw when people said he can't throw. I'm like, no, no, he can throw. He's, he's a winner, the kid. I like him a lot. But to take him, you're the Philadelphia Eagles. You, know, you, need, you, know, you need cornerbacks. You need wide receivers, right? You need, like, uh, edge rushers. You need a lot of things. And you're a good football team. Like, does Jalen Hurts make you better right now? Like, I don't, I don't really get the no. pick. And the problem is, yes, it's true. Carson Wentz gets injured, right? He's had bad luck. There's without a doubt. You can't dis dispute that. But, Cam, if Carson Wentz goes down, 
Jalen Hurts is not ready to lead no. an NFL team at quarterback. No, and I know the kid. He's not yeah. Kyler Murray, guys. It's different. I agree. I'm not saying he'll be terrible and stuff, but he doesn't anticipate and read defenses like Kyler Murray does. Kyler, like, is Kyler, like, is a natural quarterback, you know, so to speak. Like, he understands when to stay in a pocket, when to take off. Like, he reads defenses better. Jalen Hurts is very reactionary. He sees an open guy, he throws to him. He takes off. He makes bad decisions. And I like the kid. He needs a couple of years of grooming on a good football team. Not like Carson Wentz can get hurt in week one. Jalen Hurts yeah, can't no. go in there. And no, then he, he drafted can't. a kid in the second round. I just thought it was a weird fit uh, for, for Jalen Hurts there. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think he, he could have gone a lot later and teams could have got their guy. And he's a project. And with, with a second round pick, you should not be taking projects. Projects are like for the fourth round and up. So it's one of those things, and people like Hurts. But you're right, Gabe. But the thing is, when he comes into a game, he'll make a decision, and turnovers will be very, very big. And this is the thing, right? You could, If you're going to go that route, you might as well just wait later, like the Bills did with Jake Fromm, who's a very, very smart kid, or like the Colts did with, with Eason. This is the same thing, because if you put them all in, I'd have to say the other two guys have just as much of a chance or a better chance to be effective as backups. And I'll get your comment on the Buffalo Bills. I think the move is very, very shrewd for, for Fromm. Want to know why? Because he's smart. And, and Allen is a guy that, let's call it out for what it is, he's not the smartest kid in the world. So Fromm is a backup. <laughs> they almost drafted him for intelligence. And it seems like a McDermott move. The thing I like about the Bills is they know who they are and they get players who will abide by the system. The edge rusher from Iowa, perfect type of guy for the Bills. All work. Like, that's the thing. you got to know who you are as a team. What did Seattle do? Ooh, the Seahawks had a horrible draft. No, they didn't. Pete Carroll needs speed on defense. He went for the first two guys. Oh, that was a reach. That was a horrible pick. Well, we'll see about that. This is what it, it works for Seattle. A lot of the time they get criticized and their picks turn out to be good. So, anyway, that's my take. I agree, Gabe. Hurts went too early. Yeah, as far as, um, as, far as um, Jake Fromm is concerned, great call. I brought it up at the second uh, the, the, the Bills drafted him. I tweeted it out. I said, they drafted this kid to help Josh Allen in, in quarterback meetings, in the room, yes. watching tape. Also, Jake Fromm, we're talking about a kid that he's a winner, right? I mean, this kid's like 35-2 and two or something like that as a starter. Uh, went to a national championship game, and he's going to make the Bills better in practice as well, Ken. Right? Like, we, you practice, you go hard, you've got your backup quarterback is running the other team's offense and stuff. It just elevates everybody. And you're exactly right. He's a smart guy, uh, Fromm. He sees things. He's a smart game manager, but doesn't have an arm. You know what it reminds me a lot of? The relationship of Jim Kelly and Frank Wright. Yeah. You know, Jim Kelly, same thing. Kind of just a jock, beer-drinking guy. You know, gunslinger. Frank Reich, look now, won a Super Bowl. To me, Frank Reich was the reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That was right? one of the Even best. Even more than like Peterson. Yeah. Like Frank Reich's a genius. I agree. All right, I got Nick Foles now, Wentz, like the play calling, just everything. And you see, Frank Reich is a very smart guy. And, you know, biggest comeback in college football history. He's backup quarterback for Boomer Sice in Maryland. They came back. Biggest comeback in NFL history with the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs against the Houston Oilers. You know, he's a brainiac, and he helped Jim Kelly in the room, and he also helped when he came in, right? And it'll be, I, I look at the relationship very similar where Fromm, you know, Fromm wanted to be a starter somewhere, but he has to know down deep inside, you're not, 
You're not a starter in the National Football League, but you know what? Jake Fromm's going to be in the NFL for like eight to 12 years, Kevin, and make, you know, $70 million or something as a backup quarterback. He will stay in the league a long time. Want to know why? Because he listens. He's one of those guys, he'll know his role. He will be in a situation where he'll be, I'll tell you one thing too, it's not going to be from a lack of attention. He's the type of guy, when you draft a quarterback like that, you need a self-starter. You don't think he's, I don't think he's going to go home and say, screw this stuff. You know, I'm a backup quarterback. He's going to be reading no, literature. No, he's going to be, he's going to be coming. Out. Yeah, no, exactly. he's going to think, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to yes. show these guys. That's right? what he's I'm talking come about. In here. And listen, you know, the way it works, McDermott's a good guy. If, if Fromm is really killing it and stuff, they'll tell him in a couple of years, hey, you know, seek free agency. If you, you, know, you want to, you think you can start, et cetera. Right. It's a, it was a perfect fit. I love what the Buffalo Bills did in their draft. You mentioned it. The Bills know who they are. You can tell they're in a win-now uh, mode, right? They bring in Stephon Diggs. Turns out, to me, it was the right call. Diggs helps the Bills more than Jefferson or any of these other wide receivers uh, would have helped other teams. The Vikings did great, too, actually. The Vikings had a great draft. I think the Vikings did As far as the Buffalo Bills, um, Espinessa, you know, rock, rock, you know, strong pick out of Iowa, um, is really going to help the Buffalo Bills pass rush. They Listen, the Bills' defense is already good. Uh, but they needed an edge rusher. Now they get an edge rusher. And this kid's this kid's a monster, man. He's a mean kid. He's a physical kid. I like the pick a lot. Six foot five, 275 pounds. I called the Zach Moss pick uh, during our draft coverage, actually, leading into it. I said, it seems like Zach Moss would be the perfect fit here. You know, you and I talked about J.K. Dobbins and, and what Dobbins uh, could bring to the table for a team. Um, Baltimore did a nice job grabbing him. Baltimore also had a nice draft. You notice good teams have good drafts every year yeah, almost. They do. But Zach Moss was the perfect fit for the Buffalo Bills. You talked about it with McDermott and Bean, the type of player that they like. Physical, nasty, strong, street tough. They like just tough kids. And I'm a big fan of Moss, Cam. You know, you saw him at Utah. I did. Played in bad weather, windy conditions, snowy mm-hmm. conditions. He's from Miami, Florida, actually, but, you know, he, he plays in Utah. play like it. <laughs> no, exactly. You, know, you can just see he's got, like, all these Bill players they took. They all just sort of have that killer look. You know what them. they have? Work yeah. ethic. Yeah. They like, have work ethic. They, they, they have like, players who, who yeah. are not going to sell out later on and just say, I'm playing football for money. They're playing, I play football because I love the game. I love the competitive nature. I love to hit people. And if you look at Moss, one thing he did really well at Utah, Gabe, He's great after contact. He breaks tackles. And that is very, very important when you're playing in an environment like Orchard Park, New York, with the winds, the snow, all the other things. I'll tell you, this guy's motor's still running. A DB might slip. Uh Uh-oh, here are the conditions. Moss is one of those guys. He's not just going to go down on first contact. I think the Bills are one of the toughest teams in the league. And I'll tell you. How about Gabriel Davis, too? Yeah, Gabe Davis is a great receiver. People don't remember, at UCF, Gabriel Davis was on fire. Like, he caught everything. I think that was a steal there. Like, I think the Bills had a great draft. Oh, they really did. They, they really did. And, you know, these guys, the Buffalo Bills are knocking on the door right now. I'm not ready to bury the New England Patriots. We'll get into the Patriot talk. We'll continue to break down the draft. We'll get you some props and some numbers uh, as well. Rookie of the year, offensive, defense, all that sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down with my main man, a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Of course, we follow the legendary Scotty Farrell, shaking it up, uh, going coast to coast. Four to six Game Time Decisions can be heard weekdays right here on SB Nation Radio with me, Gabriel Morenci and Cam Stewart and our guests. Um, you know, we'll get back to a sense of normalcy when we have games. We'll have cappers on. We give you picks on a nightly basis. Uh, we've got the, the NFL draft. Uh, and we do have odds, as I talked about. So we'll take a look at some of the props uh, moving forward. But sports slowly but surely are starting to ease back, uh, Cam. So we have the NFL draft. Uh, the UFC is now on the clock. At least they announced where it's going to be. So it's less shady now. So I now actually believe it's going to happen because whatever, man, Florida's open for business. Yep. And they're going to Jacksonville and they're going to bang off three cards in seven days. I like it. That's their plan. <laughs> yeah. These guys just, they, they never stop. I'll tell you, working for the UFC as a fighter, though, it's tough because there's no freebies like with these guys. Like, it's like, it's amazing to me. Like, yeah, you know, the main I'm, event guy didn't yeah. know. Justin yeah. Gaethje didn't know. That's and he actually did an interview, and he goes, listen, I agreed to do the April 18th fight on short notice. Yeah. And he goes, but how about a little respect? He goes, they didn't even tell me about May 9th. And he goes, they just announced it, and I saw it on ESPN. And he goes, yeah, you know. Never happened. Like, you talk about the way it's what, like, kind of the Aaron Rodgers-Green Bay situation. He showed a lot of class reaching out to love. But I agree with you. When you're big-time guys who work for a company – how do you not feel disrespected if you're not getting a call to tell you, when am I going to go to work? What's happening? Whatever. You don't. You just want to know. And I agree with Gaethje big time. Like, I get it, Dana. What about you, Khabib? He's stuck in Russia and they're yeah, taking his belt away. Exactly. Like, it's just, there's so many things going on right now, Morenci, and I don't even know where to begin with these guys. But hey, yeah. the show must go on with them. Well, yeah, I'm saying at least now, exactly. That'll sort of be the next thing, you know, everyone will handicap and get into. Um, hopefully I do better with my UFC picks and I did the NFL draft uh, props, but wow. this year. I, trust me, I'm getting killed in horse racing too. I bet a card, it starts to rain. Everything goes out the window. It happens. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Exactly. But I had a good, I had a nice little run when, when the, uh, the major sports league shut down, I had a nice little run going cam, um, with my picks, I was killing it. You know, and horse racing, you know, little international baseball and soccer and stuff mixed in here and there. Gave it all back. I lost it. Like, it it wasn't pretty. Uh, But so we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and and then the New England Patriots. We'll get into uh, Bill Belichick. And as we were talking about, actually, so just to wrap up the Buffalo Bills. So Espinosa, great pick, six foot five edge rusher uh, out of Iowa. Like it. Zach Moss, perfect fit, complimentary. Uh, running back uh, by committee now 
with Singletary and with Moss, and it's no disrespect to Singletary, winning teams have multiple backs. Yes. And Frank Gore was good, but he was a little old. Like, you knew what you were going to get from. You're going to get four yards. But, you know, Moss is like almost to me a young Frank Gore. And also, look, Gore was from Miami, too. Uh, Moss played at Utah for Miami. But what's interesting, Singletary and Moss know each other. Like, um, they're both from the same area. That's awesome. They played, like, high school football, and, like, they, they know each other. I'm not saying they're best friends, but they do know each other. And there's a good relationship. Like, Singletary doesn't have a problem with this. He understands. They, yeah, listen, kid, you're still going to be getting the football, but you look at the Buffalo Bills on offense now, it's up to Josh Allen. There's no excuses. Like, you know, I remember, like, we defend Josh Allen a couple of years ago, and I like Josh Allen. I'm a Bills fan for people tuning in if you don't know, but – Josh Allen's gotten really good. I like him. I got confidence in a kid. He's got to make better decisions. Uh, but when people criticize him before, I'm like, who does he have to throw the ball to? What does he really have? He doesn't have any weapons. And then, you know, and then John Brown is acquired. Cole Beasley is acquired. You saw the efficient, you know, how good John Brown was. Killer fantasy DFS guy. And, and Allen and Brown was a nice combo. Beasley, the little dump-offs. Uh, Dawson Knox looked good as a tight end coming like on Knox. as the season went on, Cam, right? Mm -hmm. So now, bro, you so now they're wide receiver core. Stephon Diggs on one side, John Brown on another side. That's really good just on its own right. Like, because if you don't, you know what I mean? You single coverage Brown, he's going to get open. He's so fast. You single coverage Diggs, good luck with that. All right? Somehow you guys managed to come up with a scheme to cover these guys. Boom, we dump it off to Cole Beasley. Bam, we dump it off to Dawson Knox over the middle. Boom, we hand it off to Singletary. Pitch it to Moss. Um, there's there's a lot of weapons and a lot of speed on the Buffalo Bills yeah. right now. Throw in Gabriel Davis right now. So your top three wide receivers, uh, four wide receivers, uh, Stephon Diggs, one, John Brown, two, Cole Beasley, three, Gabriel Davis, four. That's not bad, bro. Yeah, no, that's a lot of speed there, and Beasley has good hands. The thing is, this is the bottom line. You said it. Josh Allen, now we're moving on. You give people slack as a rookie, but with the speed and, and the talent that they have now, this guy is going to have to move up a level. He is going to have to make good decisions. And the problem we talk about a game, we watch every Bills game, um, he goes through those spurts where he kind of loses his mind for a while. I talked about Fromm. That's going to help him. Yeah, I think yeah. stay, stay Josh Allen, even last year, Cam, if you remember, I don't think he played one game where he played well for 60 minutes. No, he doesn't. Like, you remember, it was a slow starter all the time. He'll be like, oh, for seven. And people are like, oh, my God, this guy's terrible. Then they don't see him. And then, like, you know, he gets better as the game goes on, which is good. But you're right. He needs to find a consistency and play well for four quarters. Yeah, more than that, too. Also, I love what the Bills are doing. So they have faith in their offense. They're going to have short fields because I'll tell you one thing. The Bills defense is going to murder teams. And now, it's up to, <laughs> and now it's up to Allen, too, when you're having a short field. You can't put threes up. It's, it's kind of like the playoff game versus Houston. That was the one game where he actually came out of the gate hot. It was like a horse who didn't stumble in the gate. He actually got the lead. And then down the stretch, he started thinking about it, going, wow, we might pull off a big upset there and made horrible decisions down the stretch. But 90% of the time, you're right. He is a slow starter, and there is no more excuses. Kid, you got drafted high first round for a reason. It's time to take the next step. The Patriots are moving backwards. Buffalo, you're a top team in the NFL now, and it's time for them to show it. Buffalo Bill win total right now, looking at FanDuel as we speak. Eight and a half. Only. Too low. Too low. Yeah, it's minus, one, it's minus 160 to the over. I like maybe 11. Like, I like the Bills to be 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. I'm thinking 12 and 4, 11 and 5. I'll be disappointed as a Bills fan. 
anything less than 12 and four, 11 and five minimum. Um, there's no excuses. They're stacked. They're loaded. There's the time is now. And I'll tell you, like, you know, you, you look at NFL teams and you can see where they are, where they, they think they are after drafts, right? You can see, all right, this team's rebuilding. This team doesn't think they're ready yet. This team's all in right now. And you look at the Buffalo Bills, there's no more building really, Cam. This is it. No, I agree. Like this, this, like this team, this unit, two, three years, bro. You know what I'm saying? I like you got this year, year, maybe you got next year, and then people are going to say, hey, listen, you're not winning, Allen. Right? Like at some point, they have the talent, the pieces are in place, they have the coaching staff, everything's in place, there's no excuses. I will say this, when you really look at the draft, and I think the Bills, and they understand their window, I think the AFC East had a monumental like draft situation. I think the Jets got better with some of their moves. Uh, they didn't have to reach for picks. I really like what Miami did. New England, it's debatable. Like not not probably their best draft when I look at it. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, get but you always have one. to give you always have to give Belichick the benefit. Oh, I, oh, of oh, doubt, I, give, right? I give him the benefit of the well, doubt. Let's hey. talk about the Jets a little bit yeah. here, as you mentioned. So they get Mackay Becton at eleven. The uh, the sports books had uh, Becton's prop at eleven and a half. So good job by them there. Although. Um, Although it was um, the number changed actually, and he plummeted after the test, right? Yep. And then he fell to like 14 and a half at some spots. And Andrew Thomas ended up closing at 11 and a half. But so Becton, monster of a man. I don't know if you saw Becton's father. I did. The guy was like, oh, yeah, the guy's God. a truck. The guy looked yeah. like Mark Henry, the wrestler. Like he did. Like five, like <laughs> monster. I was like, man. I was like, man. Becton looks old. And I'm like, oh no, that's his father. Yeah, no. And his then father. I see Becton get up off the couch, and I'm like, holy crap, this kid's big. I'm gonna six tell foot you, seven, yeah. three sixty-five, Kevin. I think they might be lying about the three six-five, bro. I think he's closer to four. <laughs> Let's just say if I was pinned between two cars and like I was gonna die, like if Becton's father came out there. I'd have a good chance to live. Like he, he'd give me a shot. This guy, like he can pull things, right? Like that's the, like he's old school, like those Swedish guys. You know, they're pulling trucks, they're doing all sorts of other things, like the strongman competition. That's what he looks like. That and a, and a wrestler parlayed. He's no, so nice, nice draft for the New York Jets as well. As long as we're talking AFC East, we just uh, are great for the Bills. Job well done. Uh, as far as the Jets are concerned, listen, I'm not the biggest Sam Darnold fan, but if you, he's one of these quarterbacks. He's old school. If you keep him standing upright, he'll make the throws for you. You know what I mean? Give him some weapons. and But as soon as he starts scrambling and stuff, bad things happen. The plays, like, fall apart. The Jets' offensive line needed to get better. They get better. Uh, Mekhi Becton is a mountain of a man. Uh, it was a nice, nice uh, pick there. Denzel Mims just falls into their lap. Like, this kid, Denzel Mims, I don't, I don't know why he fell so much. I gotta I, tell you, I, I don't understand. Like, and I thought he was a little overhyped when they said, "Oh, he's like now he's gonna go at like 24 and a half, 25 and a half." I was like, I don't know about that. Now I know there was talk about his, you know, he's had some drops. I guess yes, he has, but what? Guy, the guy runs four three speed. He's tough. It's not like he's John Ross where he just runs fast. This kid goes up and fights for balls, Cam. Like that was a nice pick to get this kid when they did. What was it? Uh, 59th overall. I think it was an absolute steal. So, you know, I think he could have, you know what? Let's just say this. The Eagles could have took him at that spot instead of Rieger, yeah. and nobody and nobody would have said jack about it. We watch Baylor football. You have a guy that runs under a 4-4 with a 6-3 frame. What's he going to do? And like the Jets now in the red zone, throw it up to Mims. This is a very, very solid pick. So they get Beckton, who's a, basically a house of a man that likes to hurt people. You get Mims. 
a guy that's going to be absolutely electrifying in, in, in jump balls. And I'll tell you something about the Jets. They're kind of like the Bill. This is what I like about this division. Like, if you, if you were in, oh, like, a boxing team, these, yeah. these teams are tough. There's no snowflakes in the AFC East. They're all very, like, it's very oh, tough. It's a like, smash mouth. Yes, you're right. It's it a blue-collar smash mouth. Yes. Like, like New England, uh, yeah. their defense is good. Miami is building it. You think that, trust me, don't let the oh, little dog is a good coach, yeah. Yes, he is. I'd love to, I love old school. Like, I love the AFC East because it's, that's the way I like football. You want to see smash mouth teams. It's a fantastic division for toughness, and the Jets had a great draft to get even tougher. So they bring in Ashton Davis, safety, real uh, track star. This kid He's was good. Like a and track champion in California in, in high school, center fielder, baseball uh, as well. A uh, really good athlete. You know, they have the Jamal uh, Adams sag. I imagine Adams is eventually going to be moved. Um, Zuninga. Zuninga. Uh, edge rusher uh, from Florida. Um, another uh, another nice pickup. Uh, P. Ryan, running back out of Florida. I they, love they, they knocked it out of the park. They really had James Morgan, the quarterback. We talked about James Morgan. Yeah. That would surprise me a little bit. You know, like, the Jets, to me, could use a veteran backup quarterback. And not David Fails. You know what I'm saying? No, David like, Fails. <laughs> like, remember, remember last year when Darnold was out pro? It was embarrassing. Yeah, David. Uh, hey, it was They were like 1-0, 0-7 or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> he went to San Jose State University. They didn't get Jeff Garcia. They got David Fails. And, and the thing was, yeah, he put up some numbers. Like, they're a, that program's horrible. But we will say this. I I, I look at the pick. Like, P. Ryan. I'm just saying, Cam, I just want to say as far as Jay Morgan is concerned. Sorry. If, if Darnold goes down, Morgan's not ready to be a quarterback. That's the problem with that pick. Yes. I I, I don't really have – I think the Jets, though, when I rank drafts, like I, you could arguably say they had like a top five, top six draft out of everyone. I love the players that they draft. Pete, we watch these Florida games. P. Ryan Gabe, was he's an insane player in the SEC. You talk about you're getting a steal with Mims. Love Beckton. Like all the picks that they have, the first four or five picks that the Jets have, in my opinion, are good, solid football players that make you better. And not every team can say that. I think they – I give them – like I don't want to hand out the grades and say we're not going to do that, but – in my opinion, I think the New York Jets got real good. I love their draft. All right, why don't you load up the uh, the Miami Dolphins page here? We'll look at their draft, and I'll let you uh, talk about their uh, their third pick. Oh, the, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, these names are getting tough. Like in the NBA, I'm starting to go. Okay, you know, I go Greek freak because I don't want to say Andrew Gavumba. You know, I'm doing updates and stuff. Like, oh, geez. These names are really coming yeah. at me hard. I, I only call him Tua. I don't even try with Tua's last name. <laughs> I, I just say Tua, too. I say Greek freak. It's like, we got to talk a lot to do all these but things. But the Dolphins, but... so they get Tua, they get their guy. And it's funny, Cam, you and I talk about it, where, you know, the smoke screen of the, the smear campaign that went off from Tua. And I brought this up. If you guys recall, almost every... Every negative story that was about Tua broke from the Miami Herald. The Wonderlick story, Miami Herald, bad interview, Miami Herald, um, injured. My, like, I swear, Cap, like the Miami Dolphins were the ones leaking all these things. Like, I hope he, you know, he doesn't care about that stuff. And, you know, it's all when it's done, it's done. But they were the ones that were leaking all this negative stuff about him and trying to make a smear campaign so they could get him. Yeah. And they, they did, it and it worked. Did. They, it worked. They didn't have to trade up. Oh, they, the interview didn't go well. Yeah, well, it went well enough that they just drafted him. We right? said so, that. 
We said that months ago. Like, this is a, yeah. And another player goes, this is what the Dolphins do. Like, they can, you could give them the best interview in the world. Well, Marenzi, he could have done this. And that. They do it to everybody they like because they don't want to show the cards. And I have no problem with that. You have to understand. If you, like, that's what I hate about these stories. You got to ignore them. You got to think, why would they want to say anything positive? All it does is hurt them. But I will say, too, their pick of Hunt from Louisiana, Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, he is a monster of a man, too. And yeah, that's a yeah. steal at that position. 50, what, so he is 6'5", right 330 got Austin pounds. Jackson, too. Oh, Austin Jackson. Like, that's the Six thing. 6'5", 322 out of USC. Real blue chipper. Two is going Robert Hunt as well. Those That's two big, big young studs on the old line. Hunt can play, too. He can play multiple positions on the offensive line. I, I That's the thing. I told you. The AFC East, to me, when I look at, like, conference drafts, fantastic. Absolutely stellar. All now, the Patriots... Players. Dude, these guys always, hey, it's, it never ends with them. Like, it's just, it's what they do. It was cool to see Belichick. You know, we talked about Roger Goodell showing a side of humanness. And, yeah. and you know, Belichick was funny with the dog in the chair. Yeah, the dog in the chair was the best. I love that. Coach Bill Belichick, it's a pooch. No, yeah. that's fair. I enjoyed it. So Kyle <laughs> uh, Kyle Duggar is, is the first pick. People Duggar's are like, good. who, what? Like, well, oh, who Duggar's the hell is different. this kid? Patriots know what they're doing. Yeah, and then they take uh, Uche. Out of Michigan, my guy, good pass rusher, Uche. This kid, he competes, too. Like, he, you know, we talk about a lot of, you know, you see a lot of players, oh, he takes plays off. This kid doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, he runs around the field. Uh, nice, nice pickup there. Um, Belichick likes Harbaugh coach players. He likes Michigan coach players. And, you know, yeah. I'm not just talking about Tom Brady going back years, but uh, under Lloyd Carr. But he likes, he likes Michigan players. Uh, Anthony Jennings. Uh, you go down the list, just rock solid. And you look, though, it's interesting, isn't it, Cam? Because the Patriots, the Patriots' defense is already great, and they need offensive help, but it was defense, 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 defense. It goes to show you know, what direction they're, they're going to go in. Patriots are going to be a smash belt football team. And it's going to be a smash belt division, but we'll take a quick break. We'll continue breaking down the national. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game time decision continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. Can Stewart kicking it with us. Mike Blewett from Sports Grid will step up and in a little bit later on. We'll get his thoughts on the National Football League draft. We'll get into some of these numbers and some of these props, but we're just going, uh, you know, kicking the tires on some of the uh, the big storylines uh, from the draft. And we we're talking about the New England Patriots, actually. So uh, when as we went into that break, 
And I just want to bring up the Patriots, Cam. You look at the makeup of this football team right now. You know, they don't really – the wide receivers kind of thin. Um, you know, they're going, they're going with Jared Stidham. It's real. Yeah, it is real. They're going with Jared Stidham. Stidham's their guy. Belichick, I saw an interview with Belichick, and he said, I believe in Jared Stidham. He said, I don't, I don't, we don't have any problems with quarterback. As he was asked, but a quarterback. He said, and basically they said they didn't like anybody. Exactly. Belichick said if we would have liked a quarterback, and he, you know, he was, he was very honest, actually. I don't know what's going on. Everyone's this virus thing. Everyone's like getting cooler. But Belichick said, he goes, You guys see me. He goes, I'm taking quarterbacks off it. And he goes, I just didn't see anything that fit for us. And he said, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. He talked about Hoyer uh, as the backup. And I, don't said, li- I don't like said, Hoyer. Yeah. I'm Bill, sorry. Bill likes him. I, I like Bill Belichick. I watch Hoyer play. He makes horrible mistakes. But maybe in a, uh, in New England, we'll see We'll see what happens. He's we'll the backup, it. though. It's I know. He is right? the backup. But, but he's, he, he's, I don't think he's a great backup either. I will say this, to your point. Like Chase Winovich from Michigan. Another thing is, why, why are the Patriots always so good? It's a very simple recipe. You draft football players that will like football even after they make money. And that's the thing about Michigan, as you know, following that team. You know what I mean? Some of these guys, hey, I made my money. Who cares? I helped out my mom. I'm done. Uh, I had a good run, whatever. They don't think of anything like that. They love the game. They want to play the game. Like when you're playing, it's like a rush. When you see a hot chick, you get the butterflies. They want to get on the field. They want to play, play, play. And Bill Belichick, that's a recipe that works for them. So I will never rip this guy. They win Super Bowls because they drafted. You said it. You can say what you want about Michigan football. A lot of their players... Yeah, they play their asses off. Then they become doctors and stuff like 10, 15 years after the fact. They get guys who want to play football. Oh, well said. Well said. And, you know, you're right. And, you know, you look at Harbaugh. Yeah, he hasn't beaten Ohio State, but he sent a ton of guys. People talk about, ooh, 10 players and all that LSU. It's like, yeah, whatever, man. Michigan had 14 guys drafted a couple of years ago. Yeah. Literally. 13, and look at 14 Ohio State's guys. players, Gabe. Uh, Young, second overall. Akuda. Yeah. Arnett. So, like, slow down. Ohio State is a very special team. So Exactly. You know, that's football out for what it is. right now. Uh, People just find negatives in everything. All right. So, I want, to, um, I want to look at the Green Bay Packers here a little bit. And I just don't get this. See, to me, like, the thing with the Philadelphia Eagles is you're kind of close to winning. You know, you compete. You know, the Eagles are Super Bowl contenders. They're NFC Conference contenders if they stay healthy. All right, I, I, you know, I can live with it. You bring in Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz does get hurt. I do like Jalen Hurts. You and I agree. We just thought he got drafted a little bit too high. But, man, you, you and I are wrong. They were right. We were wrong. Uh, but I don't understand this from the Green Bay Packers' perspective. You've continuously uh, antagonized uh, Aaron Rodgers over the years. You know, we've talked about it. Like, they, you know what I mean? We cut Jordy Nelson without telling you. We fire Alex Van Pelt without, like... It's it's almost like they always try to like send a message to him or something, and I don't get this. Like I, I don't get like he still has a lot of football left in him. Yes, he does. There's no time to be like pushing him. It's not Big Ben Roethlisberger where like Aaron Rodgers isn't hurt all the time. He's healthy. He needs help. They need help on this football team, and Jordan Love doesn't help them right now. Like just so baffling with a first round pick. And then you come back and you take A.J. Dillon in the second round Yeah. when Aaron Jones finally started to play great football for you last year. I'll tell like you, they, man. They didn't have this positional needs. You were one win away from the Super Bowl. I'll like, tell people you. People say, oh, they weren't they were great for a 13-win team. I don't care. They still like, won. 13-3 and, and one win away 
from the Super Bowl, and they got ambushed early, and they started coming back in that game. They need help on defense. They're secondary, pass rushers. The offense was they fine. They needed another wide receiver. receiver. I know. Yes. You need one wide receiver and some defense. That's what you needed. You didn't need a backup quarterback. You didn't need a new running back. It was horrible. That, and that's the thing. Like, when I look at Green Bay, it's like, did Rodgers do something? Like, are they trying to anger this? Like, it's weird. It's like. And then who knows the tight end out of Cincinnati with the third pick? Either. Yeah, that was, that, was, do it. that was a reach, too. But the kid, yeah, I, I don't even mind that one as much because I think they do need a tight end. But here's the thing. A.J. Dillon's a great back, but. I know, and I I argued with Dane Martinez about this. So I was like, oh, this is the sign of three backs. So, but it just, my point is, it doesn't matter. Green Bay's two backs are, are good, and you don't need Dylan. What you need now is somebody to help out Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers stretch the damn field. If Devontae Adams gets hurt, the Green Bay Packers are toast. They are absolutely toast. What about their line, too, without Balaga? Like, they, that was one of the worst drafting. Like, me and you, drunk and high, could have done that draft yeah. way better. Like, I don't really want to say... You know, I and I did say this at the start. Wait four years, but I can look right now. You said it. AJ Dillon's a good player. Wrong fit. Jordan Love can't help this team right now. The Cincinnati tight end. I think he could have done better. Like it was just a disastrous draft for Green Bay. They filled no needs, and they and Aaron Rodgers is a class act reaching out to Love, saying, "Hey, welcome to the team, brother." But you could tell deep in his head, he's like, "What do these guys? Do they really like me? Like, what are they doing? Like, you, you got to know he has voices in his head right now. That's my take." All right, we got to talk about your boy. Uh, Claypool. I love Claypool. Chase Claypool. Pittsburgh Steelers. Good fit for the kid when it's all said and done. Yeah, Gabe, I'll tell you. Pharrell was laughing. He's like, hey, what was that musician? Uh, uh, Les Claypool? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was the guy from uh, Primus. From Primus. He's like, I'll take Les Claypool. I'm like, hey, he said it. Yeah, he heard me laughing in the background when I was on at the draft. Having a dress. Like, I go, Pharrell, like, what are you talking about? Chase Claypool is a great player. And I'm not just saying this because, oh, because I'm a Canuck and he's from New Westminster, British Columbia. No, I'm taking him because he had eight touchdowns in his last four collegiate games and absolutely made the Iowa Cyclones look like a high school team. So I really like what Pittsburgh did, Gabe, in that pick. And I have different opinions. I think Claypool's a killer. I told you he was my sleeper of the draft. And I think uh, Big Ben is going to like a weapon like that right now. You know a team that, to me, absolutely knocked it out of the park and we were very critical of this franchise, critical of the general manager, critical of the owner, critical of the coach. I'm talking about uh, the Detroit Lions. Yes. What a draft, man, for the Lions. Like, like imagine, like, if you would have told the Lions, yeah, you're going to get Jeff Okuda and DeAndre Swift tonight. I know. Like, bang, you know what I mean? You'd be like, really? Like, how do we pull that off? Bam, they did. You get Jeff Okuda with your first pick. Uh, second round, DeAndre Swift. And Hilaire ends up being the, uh, the, the first running back taken in. You know, Cam, the oddsmakers did a great job uh, with the props, but they were wrong, and a long shot hit for a player to be drafted first at every position besides quarterback, right? So Joe Burrow is predictable. Bro, DeAndre Swift closed at, like, minus 250 to be the first running back taken, and I didn't think he would be. I, you know, I know you didn't, and you even brought up Hilaire before in, in the weeks leading in. I did, it. and I, I thought Jonathan Taylor would end up being the guy, but I wasn't sure it would be DeAndre Swift. And it wasn't. Hilaire, but Hilaire paid like plus 550, 700 or something like that. No, it was crazy. But the thing is, this is what we talk about. I look at Andy Reid in his Tommy Bahama shirt. You know, he's obviously having a good time other than getting to celebrate after the Super Bowl. He's sitting there laughing because when you're that talented, you could draft for needs and system, and they he fits them perfectly. You for can the tell difference. Reid's enjoying life now. Uh, he, he's just like, I hate the, to say the, it. The, the weight's off his shoulder. He uh, won the Super Bowl. 
He's got like the lip. Hawaiian shirt on. He's kicked back. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Andy Reid. I just picture he's not even drinking. He's like eating an ice cream sundae. Hey, guys. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's got the banana split out there. It's like, hey, we got our guy from LSU. No, and, I, I, and that's the thing. You can do those type of things when you're the Super Bowl champions, and it works. But, yeah, I agree. But how about the line? So, Okuda, great cornerback. They get Okuda. DeAndre Swift. You know what I mean? Great, great running back. Yeah, great pick. Uh, Okawa, the kid out of Notre Dame. Nice pick right there, man. Uh, Jonah Jackson, offensive line, Ohio State. Like, look at the pedigree here. Ohio State, Okuda, DeAndre Swift, Georgia. Uh, Okawa, uh, Notre Dame, Jonah Jackson, Ohio State. Um, yeah, just pedigree, good football players. Yes. They, they had a great draft in Detroit Lions. Too bad Matt Patricia is a moron and can't coach, though. Hey, I, yeah, he, he had a part. If he had a part of this thing, I'm going to give the guy credit for, you know what? We have to be fair in the situation if he helped uh, with the draft, with the GM. I think they had a fantastic draft as well. Did they draft Cephas from uh, Wisconsin in the fifth round, too, uh, that receiver? Um, I'll tell you something, Gabe. Um, yeah, I think yeah. The, yes, I, I thought it was. Cephas out of the Badgers. So, obviously, I know what's going on. Cephas for Wisconsin makes big catches at big times. That is a steal in the fifth round. I've always thought about it. I'm like, wow, I really like that kid. He might, he won't blow you away with speed, but his hands are some of the best. If he was a little bit quicker, he would have been a second-round talent for fun, for fun. So I really like what Detroit did. And you talked about it. Minnesota had a great draft, too. So let's give the Pussycats, a.k.a. the Lions, a lot of credit. I agree. Akuda's pick was uh, very vanilla, but it was that's their guy, and he's an amazing player, but they get a great, great draft grade from me. Fantastic. A, a team that you and I talked about even before leading into the draft, and I like their offseason already and the direction that they were going in, the Denver Broncos. And to me, the Broncos had a great draft. Um, like, you look at the direction the Broncos are going in. They bring in Melvin Gordon. Uh, Drew Locke is their guy. Uh, you saw the Drew Locke. Yeah, we'll see how good he could be, but he was more than competent when, when he came in as a kid. And now he'll have a full off season. I expect Drew Locke to get even better. He didn't have a lot of weapons to work with Drew Locke. Don't forget either when he was out there. And no team got screwed over more than like the Broncos. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Like the Jacksonville game. Oh they, yeah. Like, the no, Bears they, and the Jags, they yeah. literally, like I'm not an excuse guy. And I bet against the Broncos in both those games actually. Yeah. But I'm not an excuse guy. Yeah, you lost. You could have won. No, 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 no. Like the Broncos got robbed. I agree. hundred <laughs> like, percent. Like, like, that, I don't know how they lost that Chicago game, Cam. Oh, the Jacksonville game was worse. I remember I had money on Denver. They were killing them the whole game. Minshew got every call. It was, ooh, Minshew. Yeah, uh, it was a Von Miller hit him. Yeah, and then they The guy was the cleanest hit ever. They throw yeah. a flag to let Jacksonville go. I remember I that, that day I snapped because I had money on Denver and it was a good pick. Same with the Bears game. Yeah, it, it was, was like a cheap penalty against them. And then it was like a passing. There was like a rough in the passer. Uh, a bogus rough in the pass or a bogus pass interference and the Bears hit like a 50-yard field goal with the buzzer type thing? Yes, that, you said it. Denver's a team on the rise and they got screwed those games. I like them this year. I find it very interesting, though. When has a team gone receiver, receiver? But then you get... Then again, I'll tell you. No, I love Hamler. And the thing Look, about Hamler... defense is good, Cam. So Fangio, and the thing with Fangio's defense, guys, it's a very complicated scheme. It's not easy to learn, and they got better as the, the season went on. They'll have it uh, uh, under their grasp even more now. They got better as the year was going on. You got Drew Locke. You got Cortland Sutton. Like Noah Fant, the tight end out of Iowa that they drafted last year. Now you throw Jerry Judy. Now you throw in Hamler. Uh, that's not bad, bro. You know, you got Judy, Hamler, 
Corlin Sutton, Noah Fant. You got some guys to throw the football to now. No, I think it was actually good that they went with Hamler in that pick. I love K.J. Hamler for Penn State, Gabe. And the thing about him, too, is another thing about him is think about mile high. He's going to return kicks and stuff, too. Like, Hamler's electrifying, like, when he was with Penn State there. So I'll give John Elway. I know he looked like he had a couple Coors, and he was pretty happy during uh, the draft. He What? He was a good draft for them. Yeah, good job by uh, by uh, John. Uh, he, he earned the Coors. Yes, he did. Have a, have a cold Coors, Johnny. The mountains are calling. <laughs> uh, Houston Texans, yeah. as usual, kind of weird. And listen, they, the they stocked up on defense. You know, they've they've got to worry. They've got to they've got to like. Bill O'Brien says relationship with the shot is good, but did you see? You can see the camera. Bill O'Brien was flipping out at one point. He's like yelling at his screen and the phone and stuff, and no one really knew. I saw on Twitter, people were like, Bill O'Brien's losing it. They're like, man, this guy, they're like, people are like, what's he yelling at? Like, and people are wondering, is this his dog, like, you know what I mean, or something? Like, guy's a psychopath. It turned opinion. out the Detroit Lions, like, backed out at the last second with it for a trade. Like, the last second type thing and screwed him. Here's the thing, Gabe. Bill O'Brien, to me, uh, in today's day and age with these athletes, I still want to, you, you have to be strong. But he's he's been ridiculous in his relationships. What he did to get Hopkins out of town was stupid. I'm going to tell you this. I don't even care about Deshaun Watson. This is a franchise to me that is on the decline. He is one of those guys. I don't think players after a while want to play for him. It's a problem. It is a big problem with the Houston Texans, the modern-day athlete. After a while, Bill, nobody wants to listen to your barking. He makes bad decisions all the time, and I'll tell you. For the Texans, Houston Texan organization, it was probably better down. that the deal didn't go through because he's getting, yes. he's gotten ripped off every time he exactly. does it. Exactly. He would have got fleeced. Exactly, <laughs> exactly what you say. <laughs> like, like honestly, if I'm the Lions, I'd tell him that after. I go, listen, you know what I mean? We were gonna fleece you anyways, bro, but we couldn't do it. <laughs> That's why we had to back out. Yeah. Like, you know, and the thing I, is, Patricia and him know each other, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, from uh, they're both in the Patriot tree, the Belichick, uh, Bel Belichick chain, uh, so to speak. So there's a little relationship there. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, the Houston Texans kind of a nowhere's land right now. I think they missed their opportunity. Uh, you look at that division. And, man, the Indianapolis Colts, Cam, you want to talk about a draft, the Indianapolis Colts. You got to love what the direction this football team's going in. I'm not a big Phillip Rivers guy, though. Yeah, I'm I, not, I don't mind it. I don't I'm mind it. I'm not a Rivers guy, but you know what? I told you that Jacob Eason was going to end up on a good football team, and he does with Frank Wright. And he's in a perfect situation, right? You got Phillip Rivers in here for a year or two. Rivers signed, got a two-year deal, but whatever. If Rivers plays well this year, he plays again next year. If he doesn't, then it's Eason. And the Colts set themselves up for the future. They've got they they believe in in Rivers now. You you know they already had weapons, but the thing is, T.Y. Hilton's not getting any younger. He's banged up a lot. Um, you bring in Michael Pittman Jr., a guy that both you and I like, goes 34th Amazing. overall wide receiver out of USC. Jonathan Taylor, steal 40, man like a steal at that pick. Justin Black, uh, Julian Blackman, Blackman's uh, good. Great player, Utah Utes. Jacob Eason, future quarterback. Uh, Pinter. Like, you go down the list. Ballard's a great GM. He's a, he's a smart guy, this guy. I agree. I think, Indi hey, remember Indianapolis? What team went into Arrowhead and made Kansas City look bad? It was the Indianapolis Colts. If this, if this team is actually, like, going to stay healthy, and I'll tell you, I think it's a good system for Rivers. They have one of the meanest offensive lines going. If you give Rivers time, he could still nickel and dime you and take you apart. I, I'll tell you one thing. 
I say that now, Gabe. Yeah, Frank Reich will put him in a better position to succeed Damn exactly right. than the Chargers could have. I will say this, and right now, as we speak taping this show, the Indianapolis Colts will be better than the Houston Texans. I will bet Houston Texans wins under whatever it is right now, and the Colts over. I like I like the direction of the Colts. You know, when we get into this, we'll break down some numbers, actually, but it's so difficult to talk about divisions and win totals only because we don't know the schedule, bro. Where are they playing? Are they going to play in empty stadiums? Are you playing in your own stadium? You're going to play in Texas and Florida? You're going to play in selected states only? There's so much unknown, but I do believe there'll be NFL football, but it might not start on September 10th. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.